What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Wednesday, so time to talk about some potential trade targets for week eight. A few of our trade targets went off recently, so we can't really buy low on those players anymore. ETN stock in particular went way up, so if you didn't pull the trigger on him, probably not gonna have a chance to do so anymore. But I think ETN and even Christian McCaffrey are great examples of how value can change really quickly. Now, I don't know exactly how ETN or McCaffrey are going to perform rest of season, right? There's still a lot of variance as to what could happen in those situations. But I do know that both are a lot more valuable this week than they were last week. And if you were able to acquire one of them, then you definitely won out on that trade and your championship odds have gone up as a result. So I figured we could start off by thinking about a few players who could have similar outcomes if they were to be traded away. And the two that come to mind are Brandon Cooks and DJ Moore. I know the Panthers have said that they're not going to trade DJ Moore, but let's be honest, I mean, they featured him in the exact same way as they did McCaffrey two weeks ago. So remember two weeks ago, they come out and they're using McCaffrey on the ground in the passing game. It's like everything is running through McCaffrey. They're showing him off, right? They did the exact same thing with DJ Moore this week. So I don't know. It kind of seems like they're trying to pull off a trade this week. And I'm sure a ton of teams would love to get DJ Moore. And it's not like the Panthers are contending this season, right? Their rebuild isn't going to happen this year. It's not going to happen next year. Probably not the year after that. Like it's going to take a while for them to rebuild. And so by that point, you're not even going to have probably DJ Moore on the team anymore. So it would be smart to move him if you're able to. And the biggest reason why I would probably rank DJ Moore ahead of Brandon Cooks and like the trade target, I think he's the number one target right now, is because there's no risk. Let's say we're wrong or not even wrong. We're not like predicting a trade, predicting where he's going, but we're saying there's a possibility. So one of the paths to this hitting is that he gets traded. But the other path, when he doesn't get traded, is still what? That he's now the clear featured weapon on the team. They don't have McCaffrey. I know the two running backs went off last week, but they're not all that talented. He has no talent behind him on the depth chart for wide receivers, for tight ends. Everything's going to run through DJ Moore. So if he doesn't get traded, you're still having a player now that, again, his value went up after McCaffrey was dealt away. Who's going to get, what, a 30, 33% target share in the season? Still going to be heavily involved. That's like worst case scenario. But best case scenario is that he does get traded away and he goes to, I mean, let's be honest, the team that's trading for him is probably trying to contend for a Super Bowl right now, is going to have a good offense, is going to feature much more. He's going to have much better targets, much more catchable targets, much more chances to score a touchdown. It'll be an upgrade. So again, Worst case, he's a guy that's got like a 30 to 33% target share, going to get some carries as well. Best case, he is traded away and he goes up in value there. And also the best part is he's wide receiver 41 right now. He's had like one good game. He's not going to cost all that much in the trade market. So it's like low risk, low cost, very high reward. And then I think, you know, the same thing, uh, same case, I guess, for Brandon Cooks. But I'll just say like the risk is there because if he doesn't get traded away, well, I don't like his spot 
as much. There are other players that they'll use. They're going to use, of course, Nico Collins, but then you got to think about Damian Pierce being used a little bit in the passing game, using Rex Burkhead in the passing game. They're running the ball. There's more risk with Brandon Cooks. But that's kind of offset with Cooks is probably getting traded. Like Cooks actually uh, has, there's more backing the rumors that he gets traded away. And so you'd still rather have Brandon Cooks traded to another team than DJ Moore not traded, if that makes sense. So both of these two, these are the two players, two wide receivers that have not been that great this season, but they're in trade rumors. If they get traded away, they're going way up in value. After them, I think what you're looking at is these injured or coming off injury underperforming running back ones, the same names we talked about recently. We don't need to go like super in-depth on them. You guys know the deal. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara have combined for 64 touchdowns in the two previous seasons before this year. They have one combined touchdown on 200 and eight touches this season. That's going to regress. They're going to be just fine. There's actually a lot of talk around the industry that Jonathan Taylor in particular doesn't have nearly as much value anymore. And I do agree to an extent. Like he's not the running back one. He's probably not even a top three to four running back rest of season. I think you're pretty clearly looking at Christian McCaffrey up there. You're looking at uh, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, like those are like the most valuable running backs right now. But Taylor's like right behind that group, right? He's still very, very talented. And we could be looking, you know, in two weeks at Taylor at the top. I think he's going to come down just because, well, the touchdowns will drop because the offense isn't going to be that good this season. But this is still Jonathan Taylor. And it's not like he's had an awful season. I feel like the narrative is that he like hasn't been good, but he goes off in week one, right? Has a phenomenal game in week one. Then the Colts have like a super low volume game. They ran like zero plays basically in week two. He still had 10 touches, 63 yards. He did fine. It was just a very, very weird low volume game for them. Then he has 24 touches and 21 touches before injuring his ankle. Then he comes back Last week, he doesn't play a full snap share, only gets 35 snaps, but he has 17 touches on those 35 snaps. And now all of a sudden we think he's, what, bad? We don't want him anymore? Like, I don't know. I don't fully understand it, but there is legitimate panic around the industry, which means definitely, you know, in your hometown leagues, like there are definitely people who have Jonathan Taylor are just done. And I think... If there is ever in his career an opportunity to buy low on Jonathan Taylor, you have to take advantage. I would definitely be trading for him this week. And it's a similar thing uh, with the other two. I would say like to a lesser degree, but like Alvin Kamara still can't seem to find the end zone. When he starts scoring, it was just like we talked about with Travis Etienne. We're like, well, when he scores a touchdown, it's probably coming with a bunch of yards. People are going to see the production there. They're going to be like, oh yeah, we should definitely have him. It's the same thing with Alvin Kamara. It was actually, we talked about this with Austin Eckler, like at the beginning of the season. He wasn't good in fantasy. And people were like, yo, why isn't Eckler doing anything? And it was like, he, he is. Like we looked at the metrics. The production was all there in the usage and everything. It just didn't come with touchdowns yet. Well, now the touchdowns are rolling in and people are like, wow, he's the best player in fantasy. A similar thing is probably going to happen with Alvin Kamara, but no one sees it because the touchdowns haven't been there. And then Swift, when he comes back, he's going to be awesome. He's running back one. 
trade for all of those players. After that, so after the wide receivers, after these running backs, I would be looking at Khalil Herbert, but only if someone is like looking to cash out right now. There's definitely people who don't buy it, don't buy the production. They're like, oh, scored the touchdown, has the really good game. You know, maybe I'm trying to sell high on Herbert. He's probably on a lot of people's benches. And so they're like, let's try and get an upgrade. Let's sell high on him. And I think if that's the case, you know, we're not buying high, right? Like I'm not buying him at like running back to cost, but we talked about last week how his role could potentially grow throughout the season. They're going to go with the hot hand. They still have been giving Montgomery a good amount of work, but there's certainly a world where Herbert slowly takes more and more because I think Herbert's a better running back. And if he gets more work, he's been really good down the stretch. And then as we said, you know, we got the week 17. Week 17, championship weekend, they get the Lions. If he wins the job or is at least getting like 60% of the workload by championship weekend. He's going to be a phenomenal play. He can win people championships. He's been running back 30 rest of season right now. So if you're kind of like gauging what's his general value, I have him right ahead of James Robinson now in uh, in New York on the Jets, right ahead of Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, and Darrell Henderson. So I would rather Khalil Herbert over all four of those running backs It is, I guess, partially because of that week 17, having it so important, but it's really just that upside. If he takes over, this is an offense where you want the running back on it, and I think he's got a chance of doing that. After that, you know, see how furious the team that has Mark Andrews is? Uh, I have him in my 16-team league. I can tell you right now, I'm not fielding offers, so, you know, maybe this won't work for like 60% of you. But for some of you, The person that has Andrews is not happy about 0.4 full PPR points last week. I got very lucky, like genuinely very lucky that I started Tyler Boyd and Paris Campbell, like, you know, the 16 team leagues. Don't get on me for starting them, but I got super lucky to still win with 0.4 points for Mark Andrews because obviously I took him early to 16 team league. We don't have the deepest, you know, benches or anything. So I got lucky. Many people didn't. And if there is a team that was struggling before and then got that, they took Andrews early, which means they might not have depth at like one of wide receiver or running back. If you do and they're desperate, there is a chance you can get them. Um, I'm not super concerned about the end, the injury. Like he didn't really practice last week. He got like limited work in on Friday. It was obviously a concern. It definitely seemed like throughout the week, they probably game planned to just not throw the ball as much. They were hoping to be able to win on the ground because he had the injury. Bateman was coming off an injury. Like they probably didn't want to focus on those two in that game. But in a a normal week, he's going to be much more involved in the offense. We know he's got like a 33% target share on the season. He's going to be a target Hog, he's going to be a true difference maker. We definitely want him. They're not going to throw the ball 16 times every week like they did last week. The one risk here, though, is they play Thursday night. And so, you know, maybe he didn't practice today on Tuesday. I don't even know if he's going to practice Wednesday. I don't think he's going to practice at all this week. He'll probably play. There is a risk that he doesn't look as good. And so, hey, maybe, you know, you guys are listening to this on Friday, right? Maybe he didn't have a good game on Thursday night. That's back-to-back poor performances. Now the owner is like really frustrated. Maybe you can get a deal done then, but then also small chance. What if he's inactive, right? Like what if they want to give him this full amount of time to recover? He ends up being inactive. 
pounce on that, right? If you're a, uh, what we had seven weeks so far, if you're six and one, you're five and two, you're feeling good, right? And you want an upgrade at tight end and he's out and the person that has him is like three and four, two and five, absolutely send an offer. See if you can get something done because maybe they need that production this week. And they're like, hey, I need a win. Like capitalize on that. Give them pieces so that you benefit in the future and they benefit now. That's when the best deals get done. After that, we're talking about true difference makers. It's the quarterbacks. So uh, I think now we have a clear like top five. Before it was a clear top three. I think we expand it top five now. You've got Josh Allen, probably just a clear number one. I mean, if you can get Josh Allen, that's the true difference maker of the season. But Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. Those are the five quarterbacks that really set themselves apart. It's going to be kind of difficult this season to win. Not impossible, but difficult to win if you don't have a high-end quarterback. Uh, Maybe there's some other names that can be close in production. You can make up the difference. But those five are going to be really big difference makers, especially with the Bengals finally leaning on their passing attack. They should be airing it out. I don't know why they haven't been to start the season, but they finally are now. So Burrow kind of adds into that top five of if they're going to be amongst the top teams and pass rate over expectation, and they've got these playmakers, and Burrow's really good. Like, it just makes sense. He's going to be really good. Start the season. He wasn't because they weren't throwing the ball a ton. They weren't playing as well. But yeah, that top five, if you can get a deal done and, you know, you can afford to give up some of the pieces, especially if you can go, I don't know, like your quarterback along with um, one of the pieces if you are deep at wide receiver, maybe your wide receiver two plus your quarterback to get an upgrade to one of these pieces. Again, capitalizing on that, gaining access to these quarterbacks that have 40-point ceilings, that might be what you need in the playoffs this season. After that, I have been a notorious Devin Singletary hater for a while now. Um, I do think he's a bit overrated. But even I could admit, right now is probably a decent time to buy, especially coming off of their buy. Like you just know now at this point, like you get him for the rest of the season. He only has one touchdown on the season. He's gone over 50 rushing yards only one time. And again, the buy, like it's just really valuable having already had that. And then we also, we just like know when the Singletary games are, right? Like they use Singletary in close games or games where they just figure are going to be close or against like good teams, right? They don't really play him against like the bottom feeder teams because they know they're going to win. They might as well just develop um, James Cook. They might as well just give the ball to Zach Moss, just kind of keep Singletary healthy. But when the games matter, they give it to Singletary. And if we kind of look at their upcoming schedule, like just like the rest of the season, we think, okay, are there games where they're going to really use him? I think this week against the Packers, they'll use him. I think we 10 against the Vikings. Uh, I mean, the Lions, they know they're going to beat, but like, Hey, if the Lions can keep up, I mean, that's a beautiful matchup for Singletary in Week 12. Uh, Patriots Week 13. Fantasy playoffs in particular, they've got Dolphins, Bears, and Bengals. That Bengals game, Championship Weekend, is going to be really fun to watch. You have to think that is a classic Devin Singletary game. He will probably end up getting like six or seven receptions, has a chance of scoring. He's going to rack up a ton of fantasy points in that one. And then like, I don't know about the Bears one, but the Dolphins one in that first week of the fantasy playoffs. I mean, let's be honest, like the Dolphins are a solid team. If the Dolphins are in contention in the division, like that'll be an important matchup because that'll be, you know, that'll be week, what, 14? That'll be week 15. Week 15, Dolphins, there's still going to be a number of weeks left. So 
you know, the Bills won't have it on lock at that point, that'll be a game where they're probably going to want to use Singletary. So I think there are matchups where they're going to use them. And especially, again, we're looking at championship weekend. We're trying to win the championship. And so Khalil Herbert and Devin Singletary, they're just two names that come to mind where it's like, it's hard, right? Obviously go after those studs that are performing, but like if you can't get Taylor Swift, you can't get Alvin Kamara, it's like, well, Herbert's not going to be that expensive to get and Singletary's not going to be that difficult to get. And the upside, if you can acquire these players and they go nuclear championship weekend, well, that's going to win you your championship. Obviously not easy to get there, but these also aren't bad players, right? Singletary's not bad. He's still going to give you production, probably running back to production for the rest of the season. And I think honestly, Herbert can be like rotated into running back to even now. And so, you know, it's not like you're taking zeros until championship weekend. So those are the top trade targets I'm seeing for week eight. There's a larger list on the website. If you want to see that, you can also just use the rest season rankings on the website to evaluate trades. If there is, you know, two players higher in the rest season rankings than the two players giving away, well, I'm going to agree with the trade. You can also use a trade calculator. It's sorted by value. You can use those value metrics for the trade. I will be back tomorrow to go over running back starts and sits. Friday to go over wide receiver starts and sets, and then Saturday to go over my favorite plays for week eight. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.